and welcome to Armchair HIPAA. My name is Sarah Badaman, host of Armchair HIPAA and CEO of HIPAATRAC. This week, we are welcoming Carol Simpson, who is the Director of Compliance for a nonprofit in New York State that serves children with autism. Thank you so much for joining us, Carol. Thanks so much for inviting me. I always enjoy hearing what other compliance officers are doing. Um, it's a, an exciting field to be in. It absolutely is. And I am so excited to hear your story, Carol, because you have a very interesting one. So why don't you tell us just a little bit about yourself and your journey to compliance? Sure. Um, well, I started my career in the nonprofit sector about 16 years ago. Uh, before that, I worked in a few different areas like pharmaceuticals and I worked for a law firm. But for the past 16 years, I've worked for nonprofit organizations serving individuals with developmental disabilities. Um, it was really, it was really by accident that I found this field. I was looking for a job after being home with my young daughter, and I was getting back into the workforce. And I was just applying different places. Um, I wasn't too sure what I wanted to do at that point. And um, there was an agency accepting applications on an open basis. You just drop over. And I got an interview right away. And they said they were looking for a compliance person. And I didn't even know what that was. <laughs> they said they were starting from the ground up. And they liked my background. And um, they just thought I would be a good fit. And I've been in the field ever since. Um, I really do love this field. It's a really good fit for me. I feel like I feel like I use both my mind and my heart, which probably sounds corny, but that's really no. how I feel about it. That's um, and beautiful. So currently, currently, I'm the chief corporate compliance officer for a nonprofit organization serving children and adults with autism. Yeah, no, that's a beautiful story. So I think so many of us actually accidentally find ourselves in compliance, but once we're right. here, we're hooked, right? Because I, I always... Right. It's true. Yeah. Cause compliance officers have this like sense of justice, right? That we really want to <laughs> help and we want to see things done the right way, which is really right. important, right? Cause like today we're talking about right. balancing corporate requirements within your culture. Mm -hmm. So I'm really, right. yeah. So I'm really interested to hear like your take on that, especially with how you've, um, like pulled everything into your current role as, because you're director of all compliance, not just HIPAA, right? Right. right. Yeah. Yes. So um, we are, we're regulated by both HIPAA and FERPA uh, for privacy matters. Uh, we are a 24 hour residential program for adults and children. We have group homes out in the community for our adults and we have a residential campus for our children. Um, in general, HIPAA applies to the adult programs and FERPA applies to our children's programs because it's a residential school. Oh, nice. Um, the biggest challenge I see as a compliance officer in this field is that, that balancing you're talking about, balancing, following compliance regulations with the expectations of the families we serve to provide their loved ones with a home environment. You know, it can be an awkward fit putting corporate rules, corporate structure on someone's home. Um, the families, they want to know that their loved one is happy and safe. Um, they want the staff to love their child when they're not able to be there. And, I mean, we are so fortunate to have such amazing staff. Um, but, again, you know, sometimes compliance is in direct conflict with providing this home-like environment. Um, 
you know, for example, when parents visit, they want to know how their child is doing, obviously, but they also take interest in the others in the house, the other individuals, whether they're adults or children. Um, you know, and if one of them is sick, if, if John's family is visiting and they see Sam in his room and he's got a blanket on and a bowl of chicken soup, right? It's natural for that parent to say to the staff, hey, is, is Sam okay? Is he feeling right. okay? You know, that's exactly the kind of family environment you want to foster. They're certainly coming from a place of caring when they're asking. And the, this is their child's friend and roommate that they're asking about. But the staff can't discuss this other person, right? The staff can't right. discuss Sam with John's family. So, like, how do you navigate that? And so um, it's not just that the, the staff need training on the regulations, because I think we really do that well. But in a scenario like that, it requires what I consider to be this ongoing coaching with the staff, coaching staff on how to have that kind of conversation, you know, not just saying, I can't tell you that's HIPAA protected, right. you know, right. you want to say, you know, Hey, I'm sorry, I can't really discuss Sam with you, but I'll let Sam's family know you're asking about them and they'll, you know, maybe they can give you a call. You know, in most cases, those families are friends already. They are, are bonded, you know, and in general, the parent or guardian can disclose whatever they want. You know, there are some exceptions, but basically, you know, I can disclose my health information to you. You can disclose yours to me. That's our choice. You know, same for the guardian. Um, you know, it's always better if that information comes from the guardian. Right. So is this the person-centered home environment that you are trying to to foster? Right. Yes. Because, I mean, it really is, it's their home, you know, and that's what we always say to the staff. This is their home and you have to treat it like it's your, you're visiting in their home. This isn't just your workplace. Right. You know? And so, you know, it's their choice and their decor, you know, what, what, however they want, if they want, you know, a bit a television, if they want, you know, whatever, however they want their home to be, that's their choice, you know, and it's not up to the staff to say, this is what you should do. Um, and so, you know, again, there's that, that balance between you want people to feel like it's a home, but you don't want the staff to be too casual either. Right. Because, Right. You know, so, I mean, there's, there's, it's always, it's always that dance between, you know, a home environment and following regulations because we are a very regulated um, area, a Abs very regulated field. Absolutely. I mean, especially since you have all these different layers that you have to abide by. So have you figured out how to successfully balance and coach um, to kind of balance the two together, creating this home environment versus the, the compliance requirements? Right. Well, you know, it's, it's an ongoing, ongoing endeavor, let's say. <laughs> um, we're, always, we're always working on it, and it's never going to be perfect. But, um, you know, I'd say that um, in, in certain areas, we are we're definitely um, getting better at it. And, you know, um, I think a lot of it has to do with helping staff not just understand what their regulatory duties are, but, you know, being able to explain it in a, in a friendly way, you know, being able to say, like, you know, that example I gave you, look, I can't talk to you about Sam, but hey, why don't I have the parents call you, you know, making it 
part of a friendly conversation and not just like laying down the law and saying, oh my gosh, that's a HIPAA violation and, I, and you know, you're going to get me in trouble here. Right. Um, you know, I, I think um, another area that I see is like with records requests, um, you know, sometimes, sometimes if, like we'll receive a records request, the parent wants us to send records somewhere and like we're struggling with the consent form we don't know like you know is this completed correctly is it too old did it expire um does it cover this type of record that they're asking for you know and you, you kind of drive yourself a little crazy trying trying to get it right and um and then sometimes it's better to just release the records directly to the family right um they're, right. they're entitled to have basically everything i mean there are exceptions but um, but if they choose to release it, that's their decision. Um, and so I think a lot of times that is also very empowering to the family and they feel like, you know, this isn't so much of a corporation and these are the rules and the laws. This is my choice. This is my child. And I can make these decisions. You know, I want this record to go here. I can send it on my own. Um, right. I think that that's part of it is, you know, empowering the families and, and, um, making sure that they understand their rights, their right to access as well. But that is amazing. So you're kind of breaking down that corporate barrier, right? And you're just making right. it to where you guys are kind of integrated within the family and empowering that family. That's beautiful. Tired of always playing catch up with HIPAA compliance? With HIPAAtrack, you won't have to. We're here to guide you on your compliance journey, empowering you with the tools you need for some peace of mind. Enjoy a platform with customizable policies and procedures, streamlined vendor and contract management, built-in HIPAA training, and integrated breach management tools. Visit HIPAATREC.com for more details. You mentioned like the patient's rights and the parent's rights. Like that's such a big and hot topic right now is how to right. actually manage yeah. all of that. Right, right. And you know, you see sometimes now, like um, the... I, the Office of Civil Rights is now going after for for um, not giving access to records, mm -hmm. right? I mean, they're, they're saying, you know, that's that's bad too. You have to, the parent, patients have rights to their own information and you have to be able to release that. So it's, it's, it's interesting to see that, that that's one thing that they're going after now is when agencies or, you know, organizations don't give records access easily. Right, and you work in an interesting field too because you work with adult patients that are in care that still rely on their families for so yes. much. Yes. So I'm sure you've had like issues where the family and the patient are in, are at odds, um, so to speak, on what they desire. So like, how do you balance that? Because that's gonna be a huge yeah. part of your corporate compliance. Well, I will say one thing with the individuals that we serve currently now, um, you know, they, their families usually um, become the guardians as when they become older, mm -hmm. um, when they reach the age of majority, the family applies for guardianship um, because in these cases, they really can't make their own decisions. Um, but that doesn't mean they don't have their own wants, their own wants and needs, right? So yes, that is that is something that you work on with the families, and you know sometimes the family thinks they know they know better than what their own child is expressing. 
So, I mean, that is, that's always a, a, a dynamic that's there that's, that we see. Oh, wow. It sounds like you've got a lot going on, Carol, trying to balancing, balance all this out. But it also sounds like you guys have been really successful in building this amazing culture. Well, I, you know, I think that this organization is a really fabulous organization. And the staff, you just, you just haven't seen better than this. Um, you know, the staff that does the day-to-day work, that works with the individuals, they just are all heart and they just are really... Um, just very committed to what they're doing and they just you know they have that bond like a family but they're also very professional and I think that this is just a really good example of that balance that they've gotten right and that it's just a natural fit for them so that's really nice to see that's amazing well do you have any last tips or comments for for our listeners today Carol (laughs) well you know, I, I guess I was just thinking of another example um, of, you know, where we sometimes have difficulty and especially this is in our children's program. It's when there's a divorce and the parents are not getting along. Mm. Um, sometimes you find that one parent wants to keep information from the other parent, you know, and it's really pretty rare that you see in a divorce settlement or custody settlement that, um, only one parent has rights to records. Mm-hmm. It's almost mm-hmm. always that they both do. And so, you know, we, we sometimes see this and it, it can be very difficult and trying to, you know, we, we try to put it back on the family and say, look, you guys have to work it out. Okay. This is not doing your child any favors. Um, and we shouldn't be put in the middle of enforcing their visitation rights, their rights, you know, whatever it is. But I would say that in general, I have not ever really seen um, a, a settlement, a custody settlement where just one parent has rights to the records of the child, you know. So it's important that you don't get caught up in the dynamic of what's happening and just look at those documents because they do provide them to us and we, we scrutinize and say, you know what, there's nothing here to support your your desire to keep the other parent from seeing your child's information and it's not doing your child any good, you know, to, to try to put us in the middle of this. Right. I think that's good advice for every covered entity type, right? So it doesn't matter where you sit, these kinds of custody issues and child like Mm -hmm. custody battles really where the child is used as the weapon they're so disheartening, number one, and two, so easy to get caught into this trap from a compliance right. perspective. That's great advice, Carol. <laughs> well, I, you know, I hope that that helps, but, you know, it's just something that I have seen. So, um, you know, it, it's, we just, we want to just support the families and their children and, you know, it, the less drama around all these things, the, the much happier the child's going to be. That is the perfect advice, right? Just <laughs> don't do any drama so your yeah. kids can be happy and then y'all can continue right. to foster this great balance that you guys have done. Right. So, right. well, thank you so right. much for your time today, Carol. I really appreciate it. Thank, thank you, you for joining us. Thank you so much. It's really great to be here and I appreciate your inviting me.